Today, Ukraine insisted that its forces are fending off relentless Russian attacks in the besieged city of Bakhmut, even as mounting Ukrainian casualties feel talk of retreat. Since our taxpayer money and the debt enslavement of our children is tied to what's going on in Ukraine, I thought I'd mention this, Bakhmut, and what Zelensky just told the AP. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Folks, whether it's Putin, Zelensky, or Joe Biden, they don't care about the lives, the actual lives in war, or the globalists. You know who did? President Trump, the peace and prosperity president. So why is Zelensky holding on to Bakhmut? It's not even that vital militarily. Lives are being spent as are our American dollars over ego. Is this part of why you are fighting so hard in Bakhmut? Because a lot of military analysts will say that strategically it's not that significant. Because that will be weaker for him. Is it me or did it sound like he said it would be winter for him? No, actually he said it would be victory. Victory for Putin. He will s- any victory. Yes, he will sell this victory. He will sell this victory to West, to his society, to China, to Iran, to all the countries. Now, we small people, folks, we non-warmongering types, are under the idea that war is about victory, right? Regardless of the moral reasons or support behind a war. Let's just take all morals out of it. You would think that the idea of a war is to win. What if the idea of war is to prolong it for the cheddar, for the chiching cheese, for the money? The implications is that if Putin gets some of these wins, Ukraine's banker, uh, backers and bankers and international community at large may put off supporting Kiev's war effort if Bakhmut defenders are vanquished or they are emboldened to lobby for Kiev to come to terms with Moscow. Zelensky himself admitting that if they lose in Bakhmut, he may have to come to terms with Putin and end the war. Putin knows this, folks, and maybe, just maybe, the end of war is in sight. Zelensky saying, our society will feel tired. This is his prediction from the pressure if they have defeat in Bakhmut. Our society will push me to have compromise with them. 
So far, Zelensky says he hasn't felt that pressure. The international community has largely rallied around Ukraine following Russia's February 24, 2022 invasion. In recent months, a parade of world leaders have visited Zelensky in Ukraine, most traveling in on trains similar to the ones that he uses to crisscross the country. If he loses in Bakhmut, his own people will want him to compromise with Russia, with Moscow, with Putin, and end the war. And the international community will stop rallying around him, and he can't lose that gravy train and power. Folks, let me just remind you, Zelensky is a professional actor. He had no political, he wasn't a politician before this, wasn't in government. Obviously, nothing wrong with that. President Trump was not in government and was the best president we've had in our lifetime by far. Way better even than the great Ronald Reagan, who unfortunately had George Herbert Walker Bush undermining him and running the CIA ops and doing the globalist warmongering thing undercover. Think, you know, think Iran-Contra and all those other things. They can't let the gravy train end. And folks, another thing about tyrants, they hate religion and they hate religious freedom. While the world is glorifying Zelensky, here's another thing going on. Zelensky's authorities in Kiev, as being reported today, are expelling a large number of Christian monks from a historic monastery amid suspicion they are pro-Russian. Around a thousand Christians residing in the Kiev Pacharus Lavra Monastery complex have reportedly been ordered to pack their bags and leave by the Ukrainian government amid claims they hold pro-Russian views. Also, freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom of dissent are not available. We know this in Ukraine, yet Westerners are sanctifying Zelensky as the man who single-handedly we must so who we must support because he single-handedly is staving off Russian imperialism. Just thought I'd mention that, folks. If you love religion, if you love uh, freedom of speech, if you love even the simple concept of being innocent until proven guilty, Zelensky's not your guy. But they must keep the money rolling in because we know that all the money sent to Zelensky and Ukraine is one big money laundering operation. The Western world is sending our taxpayer money and military and all that kind of stuff under the guise of keeping this war going. So as the money goes in, that's not audited. It gets funneled back in and paybacks to the same politicians' families. Of course, you're not going to see it pop up in their Bank of America, Wells Fargo, or uh, whatever account at a big bank because the small banks are going to fail. Because the Fed said they're going to bail out the big banks too big to fail, 2.0, 3.0. And the money laundering continues as death and misery unnecessarily happens to our Ukrainian brothers and sisters and our Russian brothers and sisters. War is hell, folks. But it's good business for the elitists. I lived in Nicaragua and I had a business in 
San Salvador, El Salvador, 20 plus years ago. Folks, I can tell you things are horrible. In Nicaragua, the Sandinistas kicked out all the religions from that country. They left one church there and they left, you know, they left that one church there and then they manipulated the people from the pulpit. They use religion to push their godless agenda. Real quick, folks, just want to mention this since we're talking about the EU cash and money. They're pushing the criminalization of physical cash under the guise of anti-money laundering laundering laws. They don't want people using euros. They want them doing everything digitally, online, or using cards and phones and what have you. And folks, it's crazy. Um, Here are euros that I never used from my trip back in November to Europe. We were there for seven weeks, went to 13 countries, and we didn't use those euros. We hardly used euros. Everything was digital. First, it was under the guise of the virus, but now it's under, well, it's it's been a plan, folks, under the guise of control and moving to or toward not just pushing by the Fed here in America, but a central bank digital currency so they can control what you can buy and what you can do with your money. But they're doing it under the guise of, oh, if people spend more than 10 euros on something, that could be money laundering. And this is not just Europe, folks. It's being pushed here as well. Consolidation into the big banks, small banks and regional banks failing, and they can do what they've been doing anyway, continuing to just create zeros in the system, not even printing actual money, just creating dollars out of thin air. And let me mention this, folks, so people aren't confused. Cryptocurrencies are not the same as a central bank uh, digital currency. They're, They're polar opposites. Cryptocurrency is decentralized and public. Central banks, like our Fed, are neither federal nor have reserves and are a private banking system where everything is hidden. And part of this law in the EU they want to do is just make it uh, so you can't use more than ten or ten nine or ten thousand dollars worth of these, and you can't use more than a uh, thousand euros in crypto. It's not about choice. It's not about financial freedom, folks. It's about control. Now, Fox News did something or has been doing something very interesting. Oh, I don't know, since they called the election for Joe early. They were the first ones to call Arizona for Joe in 2020. And even before that, they've been plotting the destruction of President Trump. When I was behind the scenes at Fox in the early part of 2020, they could not stand Donald Trump. And 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 Suzanne Scott at the top, the yeah. CEO, uh, said to people very close to her, we, we have to find a way out of this. We're not following the tweets anymore. We can't stand this guy. We're moving away from Trump. And that's what they have been doing. They've been moving away from Trump wholesale. And it started, of course, uh, to be very obvious when they called before CNN the Biden win in Arizona 
in November of 2020. They couldn't wait to do that. All right, well, it's very interesting. Uh, We have here that Fox News has done a poll. And one of the things besides hating Trump that Fox News has been doing is they've been pushing people like, oh, DeSantis. They've been pushing uh, even Mike Pence. And now we have this from a Fox News poll. Trump holds 30-point lead over DeSantis in Fox News poll. Even after all they've done to try to uh, undo Trump. The irony is incredible. Not lost on the Breitbart staff. A new Fox News poll has put former President Donald Trump 30 points ahead of his biggest possible opponent, Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Actually, take that back. The uh, I'm the one making the connection here. Breitbart's not making that connection here about how they've been so anti-Trump, yet Trump doubled his support even though Fox News has been trying to use things like the probably never going to happen now indictment of Alvin Braggs against him. Polling registered voters nationwide, Fox News polls show that Trump has doubled his lead in the Republican primary since February, 54% to 24%. In February, Trump had just a 15-point lead, 43% to 28 In third place uh, stands Vice President Mike Pence at just 6% with Liz Cheney and Nikki Haley remaining at 3% each. They wouldn't re- Look, Fox News wouldn't even care about Nikki Haley and Liz Cheney really with those low poll numbers, but you know, they are women, so we've got to play that up. But of course, hardly any coverage and when they do, generally negative coverage of I don't know, MAGA women like Carrie Lake. So you see that in February President Trump was at plus 15 over DeSantis, and now in March, President Trump has doubled. He's plus 30, and DeSantis is down. Even with all of the work that uh, <laughs> that Fox News is doing against President Trump. And news is all down, pretty much. Fox News did top March, but even as bad as 2021 was and 2022 was, check this out. I don't even know how CNN stays in business. CNN saw some of the steepest declines with its primetime audience down 61% year over year compared to March of 2022. They dropped 73% in the 25 to 54 demographic. How how is CNN even able to survive with that big of a drop? Well, I I guess they could survive because you still have smaller players like News Nation, OAN, who's not even on DirecTV anymore. And you have Newsmax, who's back now on. You know, I don't know how they compare to CNN. You can still be a small player and survive. But being a household name when they should be a joke. All right, folks, this is very interesting. I had a conversation. Not going to go into detail here, but I'll probably go into more detail on my show later today, BCP Unfiltered. But I had a last-minute business trip I had to make, and I found myself yesterday uh, staring at the Pacific Ocean from the shores of Mexico. 
I yesterday's episode, I think I mentioned that it was a travel day. I didn't give you much information. Yesterday's episode was recorded like at two or three in the morning. And I got a call while I was uh, in Mexico. It was like total last minute business trip. Even my daughter who called me, BCP Juniorette, who reports over on our other show, BCP, uh, the BCP report on YouTube. She just reports, doesn't give any commentary. So she calls me and she's like, Daddy, I need to talk to you about the incident with Audrey Hale. And boy, do we have a conversation. Once again, you'll be privy to that if you watch episode, I think we're on, we're in season three, I think episode 12, which will come up later today. I'll go into detail. But there's definitely an agenda being pushed and there's definitely truth being hidden to protect that agenda. Here's Newsweek from two days ago. Audrey Hale manifesto release raises major concerns from the alphabet people. Calls for police to release the manifesto that authorities say was written ahead of Monday's Nashville school shooting has prompted concern among the Q-plus groups who caution against the publication of such a document. Now, there's a manifesto from a white male. They would want that forthwith right away to be published. Oh, but when it's one of their own, hmm, mom's the word. And not just mum's the word, they want it quashed. While many details remain to be unveiled, Hale, who was armed with two assault-style weapons, a rifle and a pistol, as well as a handgun. Wait a minute. Uh, I, 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 I get confused with reporting of firearm stories from non firearms people. So we'll just ignore what they're saying there because anything that looks scary is an assault-style weapon. But here we go, folks. The manifesto will be released, but the FBI's got to review it first. You know, the same FBI that says you, me, and all of us concerned about what our children are being indoctrinated with, concerned about the moving away of the from the Constitution, by our government and those rat bastards entrenched in there. We're the domestic enemies. The FBI is quick to jump on that. But the FBI's behavioral analysis unit is working in tandem with the Metro Metro Nashville Police Department to complete a very in-depth analysis of certain aspects of the shooter's life. In other words, they need to put their spin on it before it can be released. The manifesto is going to be released. It's just a matter of when. There are some incredibly brilliant psychological minds and psychological analysts combing through her entire life so they can spin a narrative before they release it, folks. That's what's going on here. Swope, a member of the City Council's Public Safety, Beer, and Regulated Beverage Committee. We'll give you the truth after we scrubbed it, sanitize it, and can flip it to protect our agenda. Transmission specialist Hale, 28, left behind the manifesto as well as a detailed maps of the school she methodically planned to attack where she left three children and three staff members dead. Six people are dead, but they've got to make sure that they can spin this narrative the way that they want.
How disgusting and sick is this, folks? Well, here's some good news. The Senate has voted to end the virus national emergency. The Senate on Wednesday passed a GOP-led resolution that would end the national emergency that has been in place for three years. The measure passed the upper chamber 68 to 23. A similar resolution sponsored by Senator Roger Marshall passed the Senate last year, but it did not advance in the Democrat-controlled House. This year, it uh, passed the House with 11 Democrats joining all Republicans. Now, Biden last year threatened to veto the measure. This year, he did not threaten a veto, but issued a statement of administration principles before the House vote objecting to the resolution. But he did say yesterday he would sign the measure. And for those of you concerned about Fetterman, here's some good news. He's going to be back on April 17th. Confirmed per a person familiar with the situation, Fetterman back in the Senate week of April 17th. Uh, his spokesman, Joe Cavello, told NBC News. And guess what? That coincides, interestingly enough, with the end of the Easter break that Senate gets. I think it ends like on the 14th or whatever. So everything is planned and contrived with these people. All right, got more news stories for you folks. Stay tuned. We'll have more reporting for you later. And much later today, we will have a new episode of BCP Unfiltered. Uh, Check all that out. Uh, You can check that out. Let me tell you how you do that so you know. First of all, don't forget to check out our sister channel, The BCP Report, in which Juniorette reports on the news, gives you new analysis. She just gives you the straight facts, ma'am and sir. But if you want to check out BCP Unfiltered, please check over at therealbcp.com. You can join our community for free. We have both exclusive and non-exclusive content there. You can also go to bcpextras.com. That's the easiest way to find boom, 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 all of our BCP filtered, BCP, excuse me, BCP unfiltered programs. Just boom, they just list the uh, them in order. You can also watch the show and catch it on Spotify and listen to it on all the major podcast platforms. Once again, I am James, Black Conservative Patriot, bringing you real news and analysis. We got more stuff for you. Hang tight. Like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube or the follow button. Notes and links to everything are down below in the description box or show notes regardless of the platform you're watching or listening to this on. We'll be back. Ciao, goodbye. God bless.